Shalom to all. Today's daf is daf membeis, and we are starting the sixth line with the words of Amr Abelazar. And today's daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah, Basav Yaakov Maisha, Hernish Shalma Shadav and Aliyah, El Lili Nishmas, Mars Freidichai Abela, Basav Yitzchak Tzvi, Hernish Shalma Shadav and Aliyah. How we continue talking about Hanifa flattery? Amr Abelazar Abelazar says, "Call Edishish b'Hanufa any Eda, any congregation that has flattery in it, Meusa Kanida is disgusting and repulsive like Kanida." Shnei Mar the pasuk says, "Ki Adas Chanev Galmud." For the Eda flatterers is Galmud. And where do we see that Galmud means Nida? She came Acharkayam currently Nida Galmud. In the cities by the sea, they call Nida Galmuda. Am I Galmuda? What's this lotion of Galmuda that means Nida? Gemula, let's add in the word Da, Mibaila. This one is removed or separated from her husband. And another member of Amr Abel Azar called Eidashesh Bachanufa, any congregation that has Chanufa, Lusayf Gaila, it's going to end up being sent into exile. Ksev Hachat says over here, Kadas Chanif Galmud. Ksev Hasim says over there, Ve'amart Bavavich, and you're going to say in your heart, Mi Yala Lias Eila, who birthed these for me, Vanish Chula Ve'galmuda, and I've been bereaved in Galmuda, Gaila Vesura, Ve'gaimer. Gaila Vesura means, in exile and a wanderer. So you see, this Lashon of Galmuda has to do with exile. And another member about Hanufa, Amr Rabbi Yirmiyah Bar Abba, Arba Kitesa in Makabas Pnei there's four groups of people that they're not going to receive the Shechina, meaning they're not going to be Zaycha to be near the Shechina. Kat Leitzim, a group of people that are called jokers or scoffers, Vekat Hanifim, and people that are flatterers, Vekat Shakarim, and people that are liars, Vekat Mesapri Lashon Hara, and the group of people that speak Lashon Hara. Kat Leitzim, where do we see this? The Pazak says, Mashach Yadai Es Leitzim. He withdrew his hand from Leitzim, meaning people that are Leitzim. Kat Hanifim, where do we see this? The Pazak says, Kilayla. Of Chanif Yavai, for before him no flatterer shall come. Kachakarim, the Pasuk says, Diver Shkarim, La Yichain, Lenagid Enai. One that speaks falsehood shall not be established before my eyes. And Katmus Apilash and Har, the Pasuk says, Kiloi Kel Chafetz Rashaata, you are not a God that desires wickedness. Lo Yagurchara, evil can't live by you. And this means, Tzadikat Hashem, you're a Tzadik, La Yagur Bimagurchara, in your dwelling place, evil cannot live. And later on in this Parakatilim, it clearly speaks about people that are talking Lashon Hara. So we see the Misapri Lashon Hara are not going to be near Hashem, meaning they're not going to be Makabal Paneshchina. Finishing the seventh parak of just like we were to finish this parak together, we should be to finish all of the Masech together, and of course, all of Shas together. And now we've got to a brand new parak. Now, the majority of this parak discusses Am Yisrael going into battle. And the Torah tells us that before waging a war, a Kayan, who's called the Mishuach Melchama, anointed for war, speaks to the troops. Now, what he says and when he says it is the subject of this first Mishnah in Gemara. So, Mishnah says, Mishuach Melchama, this Kayan who's called the Mishuach Melchama, when he speaks to the nation, meaning when he speaks to the troops, he speaks in and it will be when you approach war, meaning when you're about to wage war, and the kind will approach, that's referring to the kind who's in the Mishach Machama, and it says, and he shall speak to the nation, that means he speaks in Lashon HaKadosh. And the Pasuk continues, and he shall say to them, and what does he tell them? You're going to wage war with your enemies, not against your brothers. It's not Yehuda going to wage war with Shimon, or Shimon against Binyamin. If you fall in the hands of your brothers, they're going to have Rachmanus on you. Like it says in the Pasuk, when Am Yisrael was broken into two factions, Yehuda and Yisrael, and they waged war with each other, so the Pasuk tells us, and the men who were mentioned by name in the Pasuk previously stood up, and they took captives, and all those who were unclothed, they clothed them from the spoils, and they clothed them and gave them shoes, gave them food and drink, and they anointed them, and they led by donkey anyone who stumbled, and they brought them to Yerichai, Eitzel Achayim, by their brothers, by Shubu Shimon and and they went back to Shimon. And again, as we said, this is referring to a battle in between Yehuda and Yisrael, and even though Yisrael was victorious, and they killed hundreds of thousands, and they took many captive, they still ended up returning the captives, and they treated them with kindness. So that's what happens when you fight with your brother. So the kind tells them, you're going to wage war against your enemies. If you fall in their hands, and Rachman Aleichem, they're not going to have Rachmanus on you, so you got to really put your all into the battle. And he continues telling them, don't let your 
heart become weak, don't be afraid and don't panic. Now, what are all these things that the Kayin's telling them? Don't let your heart become weak. Why would it become weak? Because of the neighing of the horses and the shining or glittering of the swords that could scare you. Don't become faint of heart because of that. And Altiru, don't be afraid. Why would you be afraid? Because the clanking of the shields, the enemy would bang their shields together to make a lot of noise. And the hordes of soldiers or the dust kicked up by the soldiers, according to some. Don't be afraid of that. Altachbazu, don't panic. Why would you do that? Mikal Kronis, because the sound of the horns blown by the enemy. And the Pasuk includes Altartzu, don't become broken. Why would you do that? Mibnei Kal because the shouts of the enemy, you have to be strong. Why be strong? Because Hashem, your God, who goes with you, meaning Hashem is going with you to battle. They're coming with the might of Basar Vadam. You're coming with the might, the Nitzachan of Hashem. The Plishtim, they wage war and they rely on Goliath, who is our mighty warrior, who we're going to be talking about in Ahmed Bez. What was his end? He fell by the sword and his people fell with him. The people of Amon, they came with the might of Shaivach. What was his end? He ended up falling by the sword and they fell with him. You're not like that. Hashem, your God who goes with you to fight with you. What is that referring to? This is the camp of the Aron. We know that the Aron was brought into war with them, so you have nothing to be afraid of because Hashem is on your side. Now the Gemara asks, Micah Amar, what exactly is our Mishnah saying? How do we see from these Psukim that he spoke in Lashon HaKadosh? So this is what it's saying. Shinamar the Pasuk says, Vidiber, that he shall speak to them. And by Matan Tyre it says, Moshe Yedaber, just like over there by Matan Tyre it was in Lashon HaKadosh, Afkan Lashon HaKadosh, so to over here it was in Lashon HaKadosh because of these words that share the same Shairesh, Dalad Bez Resh. And Tanabana we have a Brisa. The Pasuk tells us, and the Kain shall approach and speak to the nation. Now Yachal call Kain Shirta. You might think that any Kain that wants to speak to the nation, he's allowed to do this. Tom Lymer is why the Pasuk says, that the Shaitrim, the officers, also speak to the nation, meaning they speak to the troops. Ma Shaitrim and Muna, just like the Shaitrim, they were appointed, they had an official appointment to be a Shaitrim, an officer, Af Kain Ben Muna. So to this Kain that's speaking to the nation, he also had to have an official appointment. So we say, okay, but Ima Kain Gadol. Perhaps it was the Kain Gadol himself that spoke to the troops. The answer is no, Demi the Shaitr. It has to be similar to the Shaitr. Ma Shaitr Shesh Muna Al Gabov, just like the Shaitr that we're talking about, he has someone that's over him. The Shaitrim were over the Shaitrim, meaning the Shaitrim answered to the Shaitrim. Afkayin, Shesh Mun Al Gabov, it has to be talking about a Kayin who has someone over him, and the Kayin Gadol has no one over him. Ask the Gemara, what do you mean? Kayin Gadol Nami, Ho'ikamel Chagabov. The Kayin Gadol is not the most Chashov, he answers to the king. The answer is no, Bavaydasai Ka'amar. We're talking about in his Avaida, and there's no one greater in the base of Mikdash that does Avaida than the Kayin Gadol. Ask the Gemara of Amos Gan, maybe it's the vice Kayin Gadol. The answer is that no, Sagan Lav Munahu. The Sagan Kayin Gadol isn't an official appointment. The time you have a Braisa, Amar Bchani Sagan Okeanim, Lema Sagan Mimuna, for what is the Sagan appointed? Shim Irabai Psol Bakayin Gadol, if there's a Psol in the Kayin Gadol, Anyam Kippur, then Nichnasum Shamish Tachtov. The Sagan Kayin Gadol, he goes in place of the Kayin Gadol himself. But that's the only thing he's appointed for, as long as the Kayin Gadol himself is still in office, so the Sagan really is nothing. And yes, he does have certain jobs that are unique to him. However, that's just because we give him those jobs, but not because the Tyra does. So the Sagan really isn't considered someone who's Mimuna, so therefore it must be that this Kayin Mishach Muhammad, he has a special appointment that he's a special Kayin, Kayin Mishach Muhammad. Like Mark Teams explained the Mishnah, we had said of Amr Lame Shmai Yisrael, this Kain Mishach Muhammad, he tells them Shmai Yisrael. Ask the Gemara, my Shna Shmai Yisrael. Why does he use his Lashon of Shmai Yisrael? He's telling them to listen up. So we should just tell them, listen up. Why use his Lashon of Shmai Yisrael? So Amr Biyachan, Mishim Rishim Baichai, Amr Lahan Akash Baruch Yisrael. He's basically telling them that Hashem is telling Am Yisrael, I feel like he amptam el Kriyashma Shachas Varves, even if the only thing that you're Makayim was saying Kriyashma in the morning and the evening, Yatam Nimsarim Biyadam, you're not going to be handed over to the nation that you're fighting. And that's why he starts out with this Pasuk of Shmai Yisrael, reminding them of the Pasuk of Shmai Yisrael Hashem Lakin Hashem Achad, and the Mishnah said the Kain Mishach Muhammad tells them Al Yerchavalchem Al Tiru Vachulu. Sigmar tells us Tanarban we have a Brisa. Pamai Medaber Imam he speaks to them twice. Achas Besapar one by the border of Eretz Yisrael, Bachas Bel Muhammad and one by the actual battleground. Besapar Ma'u 
Omer. What does he say at the border of Eretz Yisrael? So Membez Omer Zantap, he tells him, Shimru Divrei Marche Al Mochama, hear these words concerning the war regiments, Bechizru, and those who are allowed to turn back should now go back. And we're going to be talking about that tomorrow, who's allowed to leave the battle formation and go back home. Now, Mohammed Mahu Omer, what does he say at the actual battleground? So that's when he gives them this pep talk, Al Yer Chavachem Al Tiru, Val Tachbazu, Val Tartsu. What are these four things that he's telling them? Kineged Arbad Varm Shaivli Chavim Eisen. He's telling them these four things. Don't become faint of heart. Don't be fearful, don't panic, and don't be broken. And that corresponds to the four things that the other army is going to do to frighten you. Megifin, they smash their shields together to make a lot of noise. Umriyin, and they blow horns. Tzvachim, they cry out. Verimson, and they make their horses stamp and neigh. So don't be afraid and don't become faint of heart. Don't panic and don't become broken because of anything. Because we have Hashem on your side. And we said in the Mishnah, Plishtim, Boban, Ischanish, Galias, Vachulu, that the Plishtim, they came with the might of Galias. Now we're going to talk about Galias for a little bit. And let's just remind ourselves that Galias was a Plishti, he was a giant, and he was leading the Plishtim in battle against Shal. HaMelech and his troops, and no one was brave enough to fight him. And David HaMelech, before he was king, came along, and he was one that fought Goliath, and he won. So the Gemara says, Goliath, what's in his name? Amar B'yechanan, she'amad begiloi panim of Baruch Hu. He stood begiloi panim, he was brazen in front of Hashem. Shemar the Pasuk says that Goliath called out, Baruchem ish v'yered Eloi, choose a man for yourself, and he's going to come down and fight with me. Now, vein ish al Baruch Hu, ish is really referring to Hashem. Shemar the Pasuk says, Hashem ish milchama. So in other words, he was calling out to Hashem, why don't you wage war with me? So Amar Baruch Hashem said, Harin yad ben ish, I'm have him fall to someone who's called an Ish. Shana the Pasik says, David ben Ishafrasi Hazeh. David was the son of this Ishafrasi. So David, who's called an Ish, he was the one that fought with Goliath, who asked for an Ish. Now Rabbi Shim Rameir he says, There was three times at the mouth of that Rasha, meaning Goliath, he trapped himself, meaning he said something unintentionally, which really hinted to his downfall. First of all, he said, Ish, choose a man for yourself, and he shall come upon me. Lashon of is like a lie, he's gonna come upon me. He should have said he should fight with me, E.T., but he didn't say that. Another one is, he said, if he's able to fight with me and strike me. So he used this Lashon of and strike me, implying that the person will strike him. And the last one is, the he told David, what am I a dog? They are coming against me with sticks. David Melch didn't have any weapons with him. All he had was a little slingshot. So we see in a way that he opened it up for himself that he's going to be struck by David. The Gemara asked, that's not a raya. David also told Goliath, that you're coming against me with a sword spear and javelin. So it seems to be that David Melch is, so to speak, opening himself up to be struck by Goliath. So Gemara says, no, it's not a question because Hadar Amrle, right afterwards, David Melch told him, but I'm coming to you, that I'm coming to you with the name of Hashem that you've blasphemed. In other words, all David was telling him is that you're coming to me with your weak little weapons, but Hashem is on my side. So that's not being tiftach pela satan to be struck by Goliath. But Goliath, on the other hand, opened himself up to be struck by David. And the Gemara is describing this battle, the Pasuk says that the Plishti came close to Machni Yisrael early in the morning and later in the evening. Now Rabbi explains why is it the Goliaths came to them at these times? He would harass them and harangue them so that they didn't say Kriyashma in the morning and the evening. It says in Pasuk that he stood like this for 40 days, meaning it was 40 days of harassment from Goliath. How was he able to do this for 40 days? It was corresponding to the 40 days that it took for the Am Yisrael to get the Torah. We know the Moshe Rabbeinu was up in Shemaim for 40 days learning the Torah from Hashem, and that 40 days that Am Yisrael didn't have the Torah gave Goliath 40 days of Kayach. The Pasuk now describes Goliath. It says, And a man who was Habenayim, he came from the camp of the Plishtim. So Gemara says, My Benayim, what's the Lashon of Benayim? So Amaravi says, Benayim is Lashon of being built. He was built in a way he had no mom. He was perfect. 
perfect. His physical appearance was perfect. Ushmul Amrishmul says, He was average among his brothers, meaning he wasn't the biggest and he wasn't the smallest giant. He was average giant. The Be'er B'Shila Amar, the base measure of B'Shila says, He was built like a building. He was like a refrigerator on legs. Rabbi Yechon Amar Rabbi Yechon says, It's different. Bar mea papi v'chadanani. Benayim is lashon of mi bain from between. He had a hundred stepfathers and one real father. This refers to his mother, Arpa, who we're going to be talking about in a moment, that the night she conceived Goliath, she lived with a hundred men. So he was mi bain, these men who were with his mother. We continue quoting Pasuk, V'galias shmai mi gas. His name was Goliath and he was from a place called Gas. Now why do we have to know that? What does Gas tell us? Tanu Rabbi Yezir Yes have taught, Sha'akol doshen is imai ke gas. That everyone pressed on his mother like a gas, a wine press. And the Gemara continues, Ksiv, it says in the Pasuk, Ma'arais, meaning the way the word is written in the Pasuk is Ma'arais, V'karinon Ma'archais, but we read it as Ma'archais, meaning he came from the Ma'archais Aplishtim, he came from the battle formations, but the word itself is written as Ma'arais. So what do we learn from here? Tanu Rabbi Yes have taught, Sha'akol he'ru be'imai, that everyone had relations with his mother. Now we talk about his mother. Ksiv, it says in the Pasuk, Harafa. So it calls his mother Harafa. Ksiv, but it also says Arpa, that his mother's name was Arpa. So Rav Shmuel, they argue about this. Chad number one says Harafa Shma. Her real name was Harafa. Vlomenik Shma Arpa. So why is the Pasuk call her Arpa? Shakal Orfin Oisamiachareha. Teaching us that everyone was Oyrif her from behind. Oyrif literally means back of the neck. And when Arpa turned away from Rosanami, she also turned away and she became completely immoral, like an animal, that people had relations with her from behind. But Chad Amr, another one says Arpa Shma. Really, her name was Arpa. Vlomenik Shma Harafa. So why do we call her Harafa in the Pasuk? Shakal Dashan Oisa Kaharifais. Because everyone crushed her like crushed grain. And again, that's referring to Tashmesh. B'chein Oimer also says in Pasuk, and the woman took, and she took the screen and spread it over the well, and she scattered crushed kernels of grain on it. So we see harifas means crushed kernels. We by the same alternatively, we learn from here, the Pasuk says, if you're going to crush a fool with a mortar, among all the crushed wheat, with a pestle, as in the word P-E-S-T-L-E, which is something that crushes things. So we see from here that the word harifas means crushed wheat. Now we continue talking about Arpa, the Pasuk says, and these four were born to Harafa in Gas. And they fell to the hands of David and his servants. Now, my Ninhu, who were these four that were born to Harafa or Arpa? Aram Chazi says, Saf, Umadain, These were the names of the four giants that were born to Arpa. Now, the Pasuk had said, that these four giants fell to the hands of David and his servants. Because the Pasuk says, that Arpa kissed her mother in law and she walked away, but Rus stuck with her mother in law, Nami. Hashem said, these sons of the kissed one, referring to Arpa, are going to come, and they're going to fall to the hands of the one that clung to Naomi, namely the descendants of Rus, which are David and his servants. In the merit of the four tears that Arpa cried with her mother-in-law, she married to have these four giants come from her. And they raised their voices and they cried again. So by saying that they cried again, that's mashma they cried a second time. And when a person cries, they cry with both eyes. So there's a tear coming out of both eyes two times, that's a total of four tears. Now going back to Goliath, Ksiv, it says in the Pasuk, meaning it's written, but the Karinon, we read it as, literally means the shaft of a spear. So why is it written, so Rabbi Lazar explains, the Pasuk didn't even reach half of the praise or half of the accomplishments of that Rasha. In other words, we said very little about Goliath in the Pesukim. And that's why the Pasuk is written with the word, which is Lashon of Chetzi, half. And we come, we learn from here, they were not allowed to speak of the praise of Rishayim. Ask the Gemara, so the Pasuk shouldn't even start talking about Goliath. Why talk about him at all? The answer is, in order to teach us the praise of David, that he stood up against such a mighty warrior, in order to bring out that praise of David, we do have to talk about Goliath for a little bit. Now we can explain the Mishnah, that the Bnei Ami came with this might of Shaivach. So we're going to talk about this person, Shaivach, for a little bit. 
Ksev it says in the Pasuk, Shaivach, that that was his name. Ksev, but another Pasuk says, Shaifach, that that was his name. So how do we understand this? So Rav Shmuel, they argue about this. Chan number one says, Shaifach Shmai, that was his name. Volamanik Shmai Shaivach, so why is he called Shaivach? Sha'asui Kishaivach. He was made like a pigeon coop. He was tall and very strong. Chan number Shaivach Shmai, one says that that was his name. Volamanik Shmai Shaifach, why was his name Shaifach? Shakal Haroya Isai, anyone that saw him, Nishbach of Kikitain, was poured out like a pitcher in front of him, meaning the person lost all their will to fight with him. Now, once we have this Machlekes, Rav and Shmuel, we're going to have another one. The Pasuk says about the army of Nebuchadnezzar, Ashpasak Kever Pasuach, it's Ashpas like an open grave, Kulam Gibayrim, all them were mighty men. Rav and Shmuel, they argue about this. Vamila and some say, Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, they really Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi argued about this. Hanover, one of them explains the Pasuk as follows. Bishash is Arkin when one of these soldiers would shoot an arrow, Aisin Ashpasis, Ashpasis, Shachalalim, it would make heaps and heaps of corpses. That's the Lashon of Ashpasai, it would make heaps of dead people. Vishamatama, perhaps you're going to say, Shaiman and Bekrav, maybe they were just very skilled in battle. Tamlem or Kulam Gibayrim, that's why the Pasuk says, all them were mighty men. Hanover, the other one says, when they would defecate, when they would relieve themselves, they would make piles and piles of excrement. Perhaps you're going to say, that's because they had stomach issues. So the Pasuk says, all them were mighty men with mighty appetites, so they made mighty piles of excrement. Amar of Mari, now he comments on this, we learn from here, some of that makes a lot of excrement, he has stomach problems. Because if he's not a mighty warrior, it must be that he has stomach issues. The Gemara asked, who really cares about this information? What does that help us? The answer is, this tells us that he has to work really hard to try to find the remedy for his issue before it gets worse. Now, since we had said before that according to some, this was not a machlekes between Rav and Shmuel, but this was a machlekes of Ami and Ravasi, so we have another machlekes of Ami and Ravasi how to understand the Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us, that when a person has worry in his heart, now how do we understand this Pasuk of Yashchena? So really you switch this Shin for a S-sounding letter. Rav Ami Ravasi, they argue about this. Chad number one says, If a person has worry in his heart, he should remove it from his mind. That's a Lashon of Hesachadas. He should just turn his mind to something else and not think about this thing. Like the expression goes, just forget about it. But the other one says, That's what the Lashon of Yashcheno is. Yasicheno. He should speak it out to others. If you have worry in your heart, find a close friend, find someone you could talk to and confide in them and that's going to make you feel better. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow, continue explaining the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.